well, tough loss, and uh, this one really hurt. But um, really proud of the way our guys played. They had a lot of energy, and they played extremely hard. Um, just couldn't finish the deal. And our, our guys, I mean, I'm really proud of the way our players played. We just, as a team in all three phases, uh, made too many mistakes, especially against a great team like that, like Utah has. And, that's why they won the Pac-12 South, and that's why they have a chance to, to win the Pac-12 next week. And you can't make those mistakes and, and expect to uh, walk away with a win. So, uh, but although I'm pretty proud of the way they played, and, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we had a lot of energy. And even towards the end, our guys just kept believing, kept trying to play. And give credit to Utah and the way they, they came back and, and won that game. And as frustrating as, it, as this game is, I'm, I'm, I believe we have some really good players. My job is to make sure they can play their best uh, for a full 60 minutes. Hey listeners, Coog Dude here with episode 10 of Touchdown BYU. Sort of a milestone for the program here, but if I'm going to be honest, that might be the only good news I have this week. I've asked before for the help of you listeners to get through uh, difficult times and I think this is one of those times again when we're all going to really need each other. So I'm going to skip any long introduction and let me just open up the phone lines and we'll get started here. Okay, here we go. Let's answer this call from caller number one. Hey, this is the Coog Dude and you're on Touchdown BYU. Hey, Coog Dude. Uh, my name is Gavin. I'm from Sandy, Utah, and this is a little new for me. Um, sure calling into your show i'm a so i'm a utah fan um all right yeah i went to the u undergrad grad school sure sure i bleed red like many people but uh okay gavin well tell me what's on your mind and we can just try to get through this yeah i just uh you know i was watching the game on uh saturday and uh uh, yeah you know as usual i was doing a drinking game with my buddies every time utah scores we were taking a drink and so we were stone cold sober uh, by the time halftime hit, okay. and we were like, "Crap, BYU! I guess their time has come. Seven years is long enough." And so we were just we just turned off the TV. We're like, "We're out of here." I went to bed. So anyway, it was just embarrassing. And so I just wanted to call to tell you congratulations on finally snapping your losing streak. Um, you know, we thought we were going to go in and get a big win because we were ranked and you were terrible this year, but I guess you had the heart and everything. And, um, yeah, so good on you. Congratulations to BYU for winning that game. Um, it's, it's Gavin, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gavin, do you, do you read the Trib or um, Des News or... Um, are you, are you kind of, well, every once in a while, but, uh, I don't really follow the news a lot. Okay. Are you, are you into any, any sports news by chance or, uh, mostly, you know, I listen to some, uh, football podcasts and stuff, but I I was honestly so ashamed, Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't want to listen to anything. I was like, I can't even deal with this. So yeah, I just kind of tuned out. Okay. Um, well, Gavin. Yeah, let you know. Let's just go with that. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just want to thank you for listening to the show. I, I know we have a couple Ute fans who like following us from time to time, and um, I, I yeah, 
Th- thank you for calling, Gavin. And thanks again for being a listener. Yeah, no problem. Did uh, what was the what was the final? Like, how bad did you guys beat us? Um, Gavin, I'm. I don't know if you've been set up to do this or if this is real. But I'd, I'm not going to spend time on this right now. Okay, oh. Gavin. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling and. Um, all right. Go yeah. Coops. Thank you. I'll just. I guess I'll just look it up. I'll find the score. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Uh, bye bye. Okay, listeners. We've we've talked on this program about trolls, and it really hasn't been an issue since episode one. But I'm going to ask our more faithful listeners to do everyone else a favor, and and why don't you just go ahead and call in? Um, I'll I'll open up the phone lines again here. Oh, here we go. Yep, Coog Dude, you're on Touchdown BYU. I'm just going to come out and say it right now. That game was rigged, okay? Yeah. I watched the whole damn thing, you know, from beginning to end. Just look from the first half to the second half. You can't tell me that that thing wasn't rigged. That was a bullshit game. You know, it was a completely different game from the first half to the second half, you know? And I guarantee those son up north, I guarantee that they got in the ref's ear during halftime because they needed that win. If BYU would have knocked them off, they wouldn't have been ranked. How, how good would that have looked going into championship week for the Pac-12 with those up north not being ranked? You know, those assholes think that they, they have got a good program, that they know what they're doing. They're the laughing stock of the Pac-12. They're the pieces of of the Pac-12. You know, they're just pieces of And I guarantee that when they went to the locker room, you know, Whittingham, that that big chest Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for the support. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's try to catch our bearings here. And I will just apologize to the listeners of the live broadcast out there. And I will remind you and reiterate that Touchdown BYU is and will always be a family oriented program. And so I will assure you that. That call will be edited for the version that we will upload to the podcast. Okay, um, let's try to just move on here. I will go ahead and just take the next caller. Yep, you're live with the Coog Dude. Hey, Coog Dude, it's your long-lost friend, Roger, from Salt Lake. Remember me? Uh, Roger, I, I do remember you. Um, <laughs> uh. You remember I'm a Utah fan? I, I do. Yep. <laughs> what else do you remember? You remember about the game? Um, I'm sorry, Roger. Which <laughs> which game are you referring to? Oh, the BYU Utah game. It was this uh, just this past Saturday. I um I, I caught the game. What was your reaction? <laughs> you know, I I uh, watched total domination from the Utes. I'm feeling pretty good myself. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. Um, hey, but but you know what? You guys have a great school, so you you should be proud. You know, you have a lot of good programs there. Roger, that's <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, thank you, Roger. Y- you have a good night. <laughs> All right, listeners. I'm going to go ahead and shift gears, and let's call out to an associate of the program, Adam, top sports mind, who we've had on the show before, and let's have Adam shed what will be a more serious perspective on the events of last week, and hopefully offer what will be an expert take and interpretation of the refereeing that we saw against the Utes.
Adam Kugdude here. How are things going? Pretty good. Adam, I just wanted to call and get your perspective on things. Last week against the Utes, a total train wreck, and I need to make sense of this, and I need your help. What's your take on the events of last week? Uh, well, I have a little bit of insight into this. My uncle was one of the referees for the game, and he told me a couple of things that should have had you tough over the game. Sure. One, Kyle Whittingham went into the referee's room at halftime and talked uh-huh. to the white hat. And so that should have may have been an automatic forfeit right there. That sounds like shady business right there. I wondered how Utah was winning so many games because they're not good enough to beat the Pac-12. That explains it if he's paying refs off and stuff. Oh, my goodness. That That is alarming news. Any other insights that yeah. you have? Um, well, my uncle told me another alarming thing is, well, most people don't know, I've refereed calls football games. Well, most people know is you have a radio where you can hear things relayed from the booth and you can relay information up to the booth to tell them where to put the camera and stuff. Sure. And my uncle told me that three times he threw his flag, all three times they told the booth to remove the camera over to the white hat and keep it on him until something happened and they picked his flag back up and handed it back and would not let him call the penalties on Utah. Oh my goodness. And this was in the second half right about when Utah's off it suspiciously all of a sudden it started going out of nowhere. <sighs> you know, I part of me wants to think that it was a fair game and the Cougs just had a bad night, but this info you're giving me, this intel rather that you're giving me, it, it makes it a little harder for me to move on because I'm I'm gonna be hung up on this for quite a while. Hey, Adam, you know, we got another caller calling in. Do you mind if we um, let them join the discussion with us? That's fine. Okay. Caller number two, you're on the air. Can I ask who's calling? Yeah, my name is Shane. Shane, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Right on. Well, Shane, if you're listening to the live broadcast, we've got um, Adam Top Sports Mind here on the program with us. Um, what are your thoughts right now, Shane? Uh, I'm flabbergasted. I don't understand how the life of me, he can say the game was fixed. I mean, I've been a Kooks fan my entire life, uh-huh. but um, that was a good game. I mean, it's closer than it has been historically, and I just don't see any evidence for, you know, for his claim saying that, that it was fixed. I would like to see the evidence, Adam. Well, one thing most people don't get is if you're not trained to referee, you cannot see what the refs are doing. You have no way of seeing it. And the other training I have, you can I see I saw it on the TV what the refs were doing. When you don't have referees training, you cannot see what the refs are doing, where they're purposely not calling a penalty. Like, one, Francis Bernard slugged Zach Wilson right in front of two refs. They looked right at it, and no flag came out. And that should yep. have an automatic ejection. Yep, I Somebody saw that. BYU that field goal. I think it was more of a friendly, like, hey, how's it going? Like, No, that was oh. not. That was a clear slug. Even the Pac-12 admitted he should have been ejected. Who's, who said that? The Pac-12 commissioner himself came out and said he, he should have been ejected and should have been a 15-year penalty to BYU. Zach Wilson got punched in the gut by Francis Bernard, and the Pac-12 commissioner came out and said Francis Bernard should have been ejected immediately. I, I disagree. Sometimes, if I haven't seen my friends for a while, I punch them in the gut and say, hey, how's it going? That's just something people do to be friendly. Not in the middle of a football game. Uh, I've done it in the middle of many football games, actually. Well, Shane, to, to move on... We heard Adam earlier bring up some glaring issues with the officiating with regards to secret meetings that Kyle Whittingham was having. How do you respond to that? It appears to be cold, hard evidence um, of malfeasance during the game. Hey, 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 look, Coop, dude, I would I would love nothing more than there to be irrefutable evidence, you know, that there was some kind of collusion between the head coach and the refs there. But I got three words for you, Adam. I want to see the proof. That's one of three words, but uh, the issue is Michael tried calling today. He tried doing everything he could to get it alerted, and it was blocked in every way. So you have to follow the dollars that can find out who's rigging it and why. Um, and another odd thing that surfaced today is out of nowhere. Kyle Whittingham was meeting with the rest. 
He went into the referee's room at halftime and met with a white hat only. He talked to the white hat only and then walked out. And it's only about a 30-second conversation. How do you know that they weren't friends? How do you know that he wasn't saying hi to his buddy? That's illegal. And table rule books flat out say the coaches may have no contact with the refs at any point during the game other than if they're arguing a call. My uncle, who was one of the side judges on the field, saw him. Did he get photographic evidence? You're not allowed to take photos in the referee's room. Now, there is a surveillance camera in there, but I'd have no clue how to go about getting the camera footage. I would want to get my hands on that security footage. I would, too, but I would have no way of doing it. I have no way of knowing if Utah hasn't already destroyed it. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they had. Because they're going to know about this meeting, and they were going to be covering Kyle Whittingham's butt. I don't, I, it just sounds a little too far-fetched for me. It's just an excuse. You know what? We played a great game. We gave it our all. We did better than we have in the past. Why can't we just accept the fact that we may be maybe lost? Even ESPN's Mike Ferris said he lost count of the penalties Utah was getting away with in the second half. Adam, can you attribute how many points the differential would have been had the game not have been fixed? In other words, can you tell me what the score would have been had the refs not been paid off? There's no actual way to do that, but my guess would be BYU 38, Utah 3. Utah was not able to move the ball until they started cheating and the rest ignored it. Agreed. They started lining guys up offside to stop BYU's offense. Agreed. Shane, we saw, the Cougs, we saw the Cougs come out guns blazing from the very first play. And for things to have come unraveled so quickly after this conspicuous meeting with a ref, um, with an official, they call them white hats. I would venture to say that that official was rogue and was a black hat. And so... I just don't see how we could call this a fair game. I would love for an investigation to occur, an impartial investigation conducted by BYU police to really put these things to rest. And I know people aren't going to want to do that because I know the U, yeah. they have the power yeah. of the Pac-12 behind them. And BYU, they're an independent team. They're on their own. They're out in the cold. The sheriff ain't in town to protect them right now. And so I need, I need something more to be able to move on. Other and than that's just the saying, issue is it was. has got no backing. Nothing they can do. Yep, nothing they can do. And and just to say, Shane, that it was a it was a good effort by the Cougs. Well, that ain't good enough for me because this loss it's going to stick in my craw for years to come. As the Coug dude, I've seen a lot of tough losses, but this it takes the cake for the big whammo. And I just I, I just hope that you would give Adam's argument some credence. You know, I, I wish I could. I want to believe. I do. Very badly. It's just I need to see the evidence. Where's the evidence? A little bit of evidence for you. In the second half, the White Hatter returned five penalties on Utah. The White Hatter has no authority to do that. All he can do is announce the penalty. Five times he announced there is no penalty for this, whatever it was. Five times. That means he overturned the penalty flag. BYU is punting on a fourth and three, and Utah's offside. They threw the flag where he picked it up and said there was no penalty for offside. And other one was a blatant hold on one of Utah's uh, touchdown drives, which would have ended their drive. He picked the flag up. Yep, yep. And there, there was five of them. Shane, the proof is in the pudding, and top sports mind, he, he's whipped up something really potent for us and for all our listeners, and I, I hope we... One of the most efficient things to me is an offense that is struggling. It's not all of a sudden just going to kick it into gear and just roar the rest of the game out of nowhere. Yep. That doesn't happen. It, it don't. No. I would invite you to watch the movie Rudy. I've seen the movie Rudy several times. That happens in that, that movie. I don't recall it happening. Or the little giants. They come back from behind. Have you seen that one? 
Yeah, the other little giants, but that's a completely different situation. That's little league football where there's no money involved. Right, right, that's and true, true. we're we're talking big. What money. most people don't know is if had BYU win that game, Utah would owe them twelve million dollars. Right, Shane. It would take tremendous action to be able to take down the vast web of backdoor meetings, secret handshakes, exchange of cash that goes on to support teams like the U. We have renegade officials everywhere. We've seen this occur in investigation after investigation. It need not just be football. We've seen it happen in NCAA basketball in recent years. We've seen it happen in you know sport after sport. And when I sense it coming in is the women's volleyball tournament about to start here. Yep. I think they're going to let BYU win a few games and screw them out. Yep. And we've seen that time after time. BYU, especially the men's volleyball team, on the cusp of national championship glory, really just losing out to forces unknown. And so, listen, I want to thank both of you for contributing to this conversation. And, and honestly, I'm scared. Um, but as the Coog dude, it's not my job to be scared. It's, it's my job to look out for the fans. Listen, um, a big thank you to both of you for calling into the show. And whatever happens, I hope that our faith in the Cougs can remain strong and benefit them whichever game occurs next. Thank you both, and, and you two take care. Thank you. Yep. Wow. Um, okay. Oh my goodness. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm the coop dude. I'm the coop dude. I have to fix this. I have to fix this. I have to fix this. I'm the coop dude. Coop dude must fix this. Okay, listeners. Um, I'm going to make a call right now. Let me just uh, make sure I still have the number saved. Okay. Fix this. Fix this. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. Um, Listeners, justice starts now. BYU operator. Hi, operator. Um, you know, this might be a weird request. I, I have a lot of, you know, things on my mind, and, and I'm trying to get through to um, the athletic director, Tom Holmo, and, and I just I want to I be able to talk about the loss with him to the U last week and, and some issues that um, I think need to be brought to his attention. Would it, would it be possible for me to get a, a direct connection to him? Sorry, what was, I, I should know this, but what's his last name? Holmo, H-O-L-M-O-E. Okay, perfect. And the first name is Tom, correct? Uh, yes. Perfect. Let me send you over there and I'll connect. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. After the tone, please record your message. When you okay, listeners. Um, obviously, he's hiding out. Um, I can't blame him. Probably under a lot of fire right now, and so I'm going to keep trying. We're not going to have time on this episode for me to to keep making these attempts, but something needs to happen. Adam was 100% right that this game was rigged. I know it was rigged. I know the Utes had no possible way 
without nefarious assistance to come back from a 20-point deficit in essentially what was one quarter of football. I promise you listeners, you have not heard the last of the Coop Dude. This may be the end of the season, but I assure you that I will never stop fighting for this team. And we have to keep going. We have to bring this to the attention of A.D. Holmo. We have to bring this to the attention of Kalani. Heck, he probably already knows. He's been on the field, he's been on the sidelines, hundreds of games, and he knows what cheating looks like. We need to do this for our boys, keep fighting. You know, maybe the season's not over. Maybe we're gonna play a bowl game. I know we're gonna play a bowl game, but we're not gonna play the bowl game that I know we deserve to play. We were bound for the Rose Bowl with hard-earned wins over UMass, over New Mexico State, over McNeese State. The list goes on, and I don't need to say it. And so if we play another bowl game, well, listeners, I'm sorry to you, but the Coop Dude isn't going to cover it until things start to happen and until justice happens. I did not want the season to end like this, but I guess this is how it's going to be. And from the Cougar Den, I'm the Coop Dude, signing off.